Hey everybody, this is Michael back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping, the official podcast of MarvelSnapZone.com. I just wanted to really quick remind everyone that the podcast is now available on YouTube in addition to the uh, existing podcast platforms where we've been distributing this podcast. Uh, that is on the Marvel Snap Zone YouTube account. So if you search Marvel Snap Zone on YouTube, it will come up. It's the first thing that comes up and you can check out all the old episodes. We're currently uploading all of those as well as all new episodes going forward. Uh, other than that, not a ton of uh, announcements today other than... Um, I have been experiencing some additional bugs and issues with this build of the app, the latest build that released on August 9th. I know that other people have been sharing, you know, similar feedback in the official Discord. So I'd love to hear, are you are you experiencing some visual bugs with, you know, cards displaying or not displaying or visual effects not happening correctly, etc.? I'd love to hear, you know, what your experience is with the, the latest build on the uh, official Twitter of the podcast at can't underscore stop underscore snap. With that all being said, let's jump into today's episode. Hey everybody, we are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping, the official podcast of MarvelSnapZone.com. Today we're going to be breaking down the new season pass, the new mini event that's been introduced with uh, this season as well as just give our general thoughts on now that we've had a couple of seasons um, and we've had a couple of uh, both rank rewards and season pass rewards, just kind of want to share our thoughts. And then we will be breaking down the newest card added in the season pass, which is Daredevil. I'm once again joined by uh, a former co-host guest, Blade. Blade, we are glad to have you back on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me back. Uh, Last time was a blast and I'm sure this time will be just as fun. Yeah, no, it's been a little while, and uh, I've loved seeing your kind of content grow, and you've, you know, been getting some good viewership and some putting out some great content, great thoughts around, uh, you know, both good and bad things about the game, right? <laughs> um, over the last couple of weeks, things that have uh, obviously been really good that have been changed uh, after some negative feedback, etc. But let's dive right in. So to review the new season pass, uh, it, the the season pass is called Heroes for Hire, and it kind of is themed around um, kind of some of the, I don't want to say smaller heroes because I don't want to, you know, I know Daredevil is some of, you know, a, a favorite hero of many, but uh, some of kind of the New York based heroes um, and the, the card you unlock at the beginning of the season pass rewards is Daredevil. Uh, we'll be going more into depth in Daredevil later on. Um, but as you move through the track, uh, you unlock uh, Daredevil, you unlock variants of Daredevil Misty Knight and Punisher, as well as card backs that are Daredevil and Punisher themed. And then I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Blade, uh, user icons that are both uh, Punisher and uh, Daredevil as well. Yep, I believe that is everything. And obviously, in addition to that, you've got your normal slew of credits, gold, uh, random variants, etc. Kind of, I don't think they tweaked anything too crazy this time. I think they followed kind of the same structure etc. So that is the new season pass. Um, uh, you know, honestly, I, I don't know if you thought this, I thought it was going to be She-Hulk uh, because mm-hmm. of the new show that's starting on Disney Plus this month. Um, but that being said, it looks like, you know, from the trailers that uh, Daredevil is in the She-Hulk show. So w- was that what you were expecting as well? Yeah, I, I think almost everyone was in unanimous agreement that it was probably going to be She-Hulk. 
my like dark horse candidate was Miss Marvel just because the one show just finished up. I know yep. the Marvels is coming out, I guess, later this year or next year, so it's probably where she'll come out. But I thought, if anything, if it wasn't She-Hulk, it would be Miss Marvel. Daredevil was never even on my radar. Yeah, totally, totally. But I know, you know, Daredevil is a card that's kind of been data mined before. So I know everybody was kind of anticipating this unique uh, ability with Daredevil. Um, you know, I wonder, uh, I don't know if you'd concur with this, obviously, uh, um, Nexus events have been ripped out, but I'm assuming we would have had some Nexus events this month that kind of went along with this theme. And I wonder if we would have seen She-Hulk in a Nexus event. Do you think that that would have happened? I definitely could see them having gone in that direction, maybe even Luke Cage, because I know they have a, I've seen a Luke Cage data mind as well. Um, there's also the potential that maybe I know She-Hulk's ability has changed in recent data mines, but maybe they just don't think that the, the design's quite ready for Showtime, and maybe that's why they made the the change. Yeah, I mean that's a good re- that's a really good point. I mean, you know, we've covered some data mine cards on this podcast. I know you've covered some. A lot of people have covered them, but what we've seen is that over time, certain ones are changing. So obviously, nothing's set in stone until the card comes out, and even then, right? We know through buffs, nerfs, etc. No guarantee a card's going to stay the same. So, yeah, definitely interesting. Um, so with kind of uh, having covered the base of just the overview of the season pass, again, we'll come back to Daredevil here uh, later on. I-, I wanted to talk about this new mini event. Um, currently, th- they've done a couple of events, and, and there's kind of the uh, news tab in the app when you open it, but it's not like super in your face yet. There's not like crazy notifications about it, and it's you kind of miss it if you're not, I guess, following uh, the, um, the game on like discord or on Twitter, etc. But there's this new event. So I just kind of wanted to read through, um, the, how to participate in this event. So the, the event is called heroes for hire event. Uh, it'll last, uh, uh, the month it'll, it'll last for the whole season. And it says, uh, how to participate in this event, win cubes and matches to deal damage to villains. Losses of cubes will also be counted which means your contributions equal your net winning cubes. Additionally, including the below characters in your deck will double the contribution points you get from a match. Be careful though, this multiplier also impacts losses. Example, if you gain two cubes in a match with Iron Fist, you will accumulate four contribution points. And so then the cards that will double the points are Daredevil, Misty Knight, The Punisher, White Tiger, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, Colleen Wig, Wing, Shang-Chi, and Wong. Um, so I, I think we both have seen this kind of a style of game mode or event in other games, right? Where it's kind of the whole community, it's kind of player versus the game, right? Uh, you're trying mm-hmm. to do some kind of um, activity to uh, achieve something. So in this case, it's kind of like we're attacking uh uh, villains or bosses we're trying to take them out with the cumulative play of everybody that's playing the game right now um i guess before i have several questions several thoughts here what what's your general thought of this kind of a game mode working for something like marvel snap do you think good bad what do you think well first and foremost uh i wish that these events were a bit more i don't want to quite say in your face but a bit more prominent um, like the last event for the Thor season pass, I would not be surprised if most people went through the entire season pass without ever noticing that that little collection book 
ever existed just because it was so easy to miss. This one, I, I guess. I mean, I knew it was there, but then I forgot about it. I, I forgot yeah. about it after like two days. <laughs> so like the, the events are cool. I just wish they made them more known. As far as this specific event, I think this one is a step above that Thor one. This one, I, I love the idea of the community kind of banding together to fight these bosses and stuff like that. Um, and I know this is probably just a test event. I can see in the future them offering uh, maybe limited time avatars or card backs if the community can, you know, meet those goals. Um, but yeah, I love those kind of PVE type uh, events and games like this. Yeah. And you kind of touched on what I'd love to talk about next. I, I agree with you. You know, I think I think this idea can work really well with Marvel Snap. Um, and the re- I guess I'll say the reason why I think um giving users a reason right i mean this is a test event there's no rewards right so i don't know how many people are going to really participate in it maybe they're just testing Mm -hmm. out the technology right in the background maybe that's the main reason they're wanting to do it but um i like the idea of having events that encourage people to play with different cards they maybe don't normally use right so this has that potential kind of can shift up the meta I mean, they could even run this event for less than a month. They could do it for two weeks or something. Mm -hmm. And I still think it'd be interesting. Oh, all of a sudden you see a lot more use of Punisher, of Jessica Jones, right? Shang-Chi, whatever. Uh, I think that's an interesting, uh, an idea, right? Um, Giving people reason to try new things out. That's one of the things I love about Marvel Snap is that, you know, they're trying to do things to encourage you to try new decks, try, try new archetypes, et cetera. So I think that's interesting. Um, uh, and I had a train of thought that I'm losing now, but, um, I, I think that, uh, oh yes, sorry. I apologize. I, I remember. So there's no current reward. So you, you'd mentioned, uh, card backs, uh, avatars. And I honestly think you're probably right on the nose of what this would be, right? Um, maybe some themed avatars, uh, themed card backs that you can kind of only get by participating in this event. You have to, you know, you have to play one match during the, the time window to get. Mm-hmm. What I would love to see, but I think is unlikely, I'd like to hear your thoughts. I would love, I know they're not going to give away a, a card in this kind of an event. I, I would. It very, would be a great way to introduce a card though. Yeah, it would be. I, I but I, I doubt they'll give a card, but I would love to see a special variant of a card. That's, mm-hmm. I feel like some middle ground because, uh, you know, I think they're wanting to do kind of other things with card unlocks, but variant, like getting a special variant art for a specific card. Like if this was like, okay, you know, you get a Daredevil variant in the season pass, but you get this other variant that you have to do this event for, and you have to do X amount in the event, um, and everybody gets it that participated. I don't know. I think that'd be really cool. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it'd be fantastic. And honestly, I, I think this couldn't be the main way that they introduce a card, but doing this every once in a while to introduce a new card, I mean, I obviously I don't think anyone would ever be mad at that. Um but I think it would go a long way to uh, kind of showing that commitment and relationship to the player base. Um, I wouldn't expect this ever to be the main way that cards get introduced into the game, but even in, you know, once or twice a year, even once a year, just like, let's say around the holidays, they introduce some special theme card for a special event, just a one-time thing. I would, I would love that. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I I think, this is the how I think, right? Like, I know they're looking at data that you and me don't have, right? And so mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not trying to be the game designer. I'm not trying to be the expert, but I just think in terms of what's going to drive 
more people to participate in the event and and the rewards and how cool and unique and uh, coveted the rewards are will drive user engagement. It's how I think of it in simple terms, right? Um, so the, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think I think they'll probably go more of the cosmetics route with avatars, card backs. Maybe once they add like boards, you know, board uh, art, etc., like those kinds of things. But I think what would drive user engagement the highest would be a variant or even a new card, right? So we will see, um, and you know they may iterate on it. But uh, I would love to see this type of event more and, and iterated on, uh, where it's really driving change in the meta and, and um, engagement with players. So um, turning kind of from that point and pivoting, um, I kind of want to open it up to to a greater discussion here. Your thoughts. Um, We've seen a couple, well, I should say three or four season passes now. I think three full and one small one. I, uh, we've seen a couple of rank seasons, right? And let's start with let's start with the rank seasons because I think that's a smaller topic. Uh, the rank season rewards. Uh, typically, you're getting um, credits, and then you're getting two. Uh, I want to say two avatars. Correct me if I'm wrong. And then you're getting some gold. Three, is it three avatars? Mm-hmm. Yeah, three avatars, uh, some credits and some gold as season unlockables. Um, or sorry, uh, ranked season unlockables. What are your thoughts on that? Do you feel like they've hit the mark there? Would you like to see them kind of rework it uh, a lot? Would you like to see maybe just some of the credits switched out with something else? Like what would you do if you had a chance to change it? It's a little tough because on one hand, I think the rewards are perfectly fair i have nothing against them i think they're pretty solid um i know i've seen a point of discussion being that the reward for hitting infinite isn't something more tangible it's more of a cosmetic i'm actually quite in preference of that i i I don't like the idea of needing to push to infinite in order to kind of keep up with the joneses kind of Mm -hmm. economy wise um, plus, people who hit infinite, even if it's not a great avatar or card back or whatever, usually you want to be able to show off like, hi, I- I'm one of the best players, I hit infinite. And what better way to do that than cosmetics? That being said, I do think there's a little room to tweak things a bit. Um, even if it's not changing the actual reward tree itself, uh, but maybe, I know a lot of people saw the the bug when the season turned over with that mystery box that wasn't supposed to show up um if they gave players sort of like a your highest rank this season was 93 um here's this little bundle box that you get at the start of next season that has maybe you know a random variant and x resources in it just that kind of extra bonus to end slash start the next season i think would be a pretty cool thing but in terms of the reward for ranked as a whole right now i I think it's pretty solid and pretty fair i have nothing against it yeah no i I agree with you i want to just agree on a couple of things i mean i like the idea of the avatars um i mean i'm not crazy about all the ways we're unlocking avatars but i do like Mm -hmm. them on that track because again it's kind of like a hey like i get to kind of show off and a little bit of you know uh a little bit of pride by using that um, avatar, but it's also not like, okay, I didn't make it infinite. I'm I'm not going to be so disappointed that I missed out on an avatar, right? If that was like a card and that was the only way you could unlock that card for like a month, 
uh, getting infinite. I mean, I think you'd have a lot of frustrated players, right? Mm -hmm, Definitely. Yeah. And so I'm glad it's not that, but I do agree with you. I'd like something a little bit more. I think uh, you proposed a really good idea. You know, I've seen this in other games, right? Where the season uh, or the ranked rewards is kind of you, you unlock things along as you go, but then there's kind of that, like, depending on what level you get to, you get that little bundle where it kind of feels like that little bit of extra. Um, I don't know. It just, it keeps you coming back to the app, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, like that was a great season. Now I get a, I'm going to shoot for higher next season. Cause I'm going to get uh, an extra variant or something right in my bundle. It also gives um, you that kind of in between. Cause like right now, let's say I hit 90 or I'm at 91 and it's the last day of the season. I might not feel good about, hitting infinite or i might not have the time to hit infinite a lot of people will just be like all right i'll put the game down i'll boot it up tomorrow with the new season but now if i have an hour to play maybe i try and push for 92 or 93 because my season rollover bundle might just be a touch better and i have the time to do so so why not get some games in hey all i wanted to take a quick moment to talk to you about marvelsnapzone.com Marvel Snap Zone is a one-stop shop for everything Marvel Snap on the internet. They have new articles nearly every day that cover deck building, strategy, card breakdowns, etc. They have a great collection tracker tool and a decklist builder that works off of that collection tracker so that you can know what decks you can build with your current card collection. They have guides and decklists for all level of players and all collection level of players. Make sure to go to marvelsnapzone.com and check it out now. Yeah, no, totally, totally agree. So, again, uh, you, you're thinking the same way I'm thinking. I'm thinking, you know, how can you further engage players? I mean, I assume that's what they're thinking, right? And I think something like that, where it's, um, again, it's not a bad thing to have that avatar at the end, but if there was just that little extra nudge that made you push for, but it's also okay if you don't miss, if you didn't get quite as high as you wanted, you know. You're not going to miss out on everything, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's tricky, right? Um, again, not a game designer here, but I could um, they could spice it up just a little bit, and I think it would go a long way for the longevity of that uh, that rank season system. Um, shifting shifting our thoughts from there to kind of the bigger one, just I say bigger because it has more um, layers to it, is mm-hmm. the rewards and the structure of the season pass. Right. So currently in the season pass, uh, for those who may not know or just need a reminder, you, you kind of levels one through 50 initially that you're trying to reach level one being um, the uh, the new card that you're unlocking. So in this case, Daredevil is the card for this season. And at the end, you are unlocking a special variant for um, for that card. Right. So that same card. So. You know, we've had this with Thor, we've had this with Wave, now we have it with Daredevil. So that's kind of like, you get the card initially, you can start using it from, from day one, which I love. I love that structure. I love that you're not, mm-hmm. you don't have to wait till, you know, level 50 to get the card. Um, but um, in between there, there's a slew of things. There's uh, variants. Again, we've already kind of said that there's going to be variants of uh, Misty Knight and Punisher. Uh, there's avatars, there's card backs, and then there's credits, gold, and random variants. Um, and it seems like they followed kind of the same structure, the same order of those over the last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. 
And then last piece, just again, kind of a high level review. After you've reached level 50, uh, it used to be you got a certain amount of credits. I, I want to say 50 per level you uh, went past there. Now you uh, uh, kind of a little bit of a gotcha box. Uh, I, in this case, I don't want to really call it a gotcha box. It's more of just a, um, a random reward, right? Um, where you could get more credits, more gold. Uh, I believe there's a small chance for a random variant. I want to say about 10%, 5 or 10% mm -hmm. and a couple of other things. So that's the kind of the general structure. So now going into the, the actual discussion, um, you know, what are your thoughts? Are, are you feeling similarly, similarly about this as you did to the rank seasons reward? Uh, there's a lot more here. Like what would you like to see added? What would you like to see removed? How would you like to see this improved? So this is a couple different levels for me. First, I want to touch on the change from the 50 credits to the season caches. Um, personally, I love that change. I know there's probably some people who hit like level 150 that are probably a little bit disappointed that they lose out on all those extra credits. Uh, but for me, one of my favorite things in this game is collecting variants. So even a small chance of a variant, even though I think some people did the math and your average expected value from a seasonal cache is about 45 to 46 credits now. So maybe your average value credit-wise is lower than it used to be. But just that little extra added percent of a variant is more than worth it for me. Last season, I think I got four or five variants from my seasonal caches. Um, and oddly enough, as somebody who, uh, I guess on paper, you'd call me a whale for this game, although I don't spend money on progression. It's all on cosmetics. I've actually slowed down so much my variant purchasing because between the collector's caches and the season caches, getting so many free variants that I don't need to buy them for the most part anymore, which is a little wild. Yeah, no, that, that is a great point. Um, I'll just, I'll cut in here before you kind of jump to your next mm -hmm. thought, but I, I feel the same way. Now I haven't bought a ton of variants. I have bought a couple from the store, uh, probably two or three, but um, I, I was kind of like ramping up where I was like, okay, hey, I think I'm going to like start looking out for these ones and buying, but like same, same thing as you now. It's not every, uh every box i open i get one but i get them i've got you know i get a couple a week now right mm -hmm. and, and so now i'm like oh no and, and you know some are for cards i really like so then i'm like man like now i feel like i don't need to spend money right so yeah. i feel like that's a great feeling for the player of that change 100 percent agree now as far as the path itself this is where i i don't want to say struggle but it's hard to put myself in all types of player shoes and I think this is going to be the most common complaint by players is the amount of boosters on the season pass. I tried to count them real quick as we were going. I think there's about 15 or 16 um, like nodes of boosters. So that would mean about a third of the season pass rewards are boosters. Um, now, I'm sure I fall way into the hardcore end of the spectrum in terms of time spent in game. So I am the type of player that gets the least amount of benefit from boosters. Um, but I think that the sliding scale of people who are excited to see boosters, for the most part, is most people are probably viewing them pretty negatively. And there's so many different avenues where we are awarded boosters now that whether it's taking them off of the season pass, taking them off of the collection levels, I feel like they're one of those sources they need to be removed just to balance things out a little bit because I think there's a little bit too many areas where we get them as a whole. But even with the boosters there and me not liking the boosters, the 
amount of credits and gold and variants and random variants that you get from buying the season pass is still so much higher than what the expected cash paid value would be for all that stuff that I still think it's an incredible value, even with me not loving the boosters. Yeah. Yeah. One thing for me on the boosters, um, you know, I I think you make a great point. I I think I, um, I feel good about the ones that are specific to the cards that have the variants, if that makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I feel great getting uh, daredevil boosters, right. Because it's like, okay, I get daredevil. Now I want to play with them. I want to upgrade them. Right. It's exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, and so being able to kind of jumpstart, that feels good for me. Um, uh, you do talk about the value in that, and that makes sense. Um, there just are those moments sometimes where I open it and I'm like, man, how great would this be if this, you know, it's for one of the cards that I'm trying to save up for to mm-hmm. upgrade. And then it's like a card I've, you know, I, I've received like six total boosters in the past where I played with it once just so I could up, mm-hmm. upgrade it to uncommon. And then I get like uh, 20 or 30 bo- boosters for that card. And it's like, well, you know, I wish that would have gone differently. You know, I don't, I don't try to throw a fit about it. Right. I, yeah. In reality, I'm okay. Um, but I definitely, when I'm thinking of like psychology of players and trying to put myself in other people's shoes, I mean, I understand how that could feel bad. I mean, it feels bad for me, but I understand the kind of how that could for some people be frustrating. Right. Um, but you know, I, I would agree. I think um, they've said, you know, they, they kind of talk in cryptic language when they talk about things like this and feedback in the Discord and other places. You know, I know they're looking at uh, additional value for boosters, right? Additional uses for boosters. I, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've seen some of those comments from the developers. Um, but it sounds like, you know, people have said, well, just t- get rid of boosters, get rid of boosters. You know, they're like, well, no, we're looking instead of doing that, right? That's like extreme one direction. They're kind of going the other direction, which I think, I, I think, could be positive right is that what other uses could you use boosters for we don't know what that is yet um but i'm not opposed to that right um if i can get this uh currency and it has more than one use and that those uses feel good and have a good kind of feedback loop of like okay i want you know this is good Uh, yeah i'm getting boosters and i can use them and i don't feel bad about getting boosters i think that could uh, kind of fill one gap that a lot of people don't like And on the topic of those extra boosters, um, even before the kind of pushback on boosters as a whole started spreading more, I have been kind of expecting boosters to be crafting currency at some point or another, whether it's not, whether it's direct crafting or not. um, I believe that's what the developers are currently trying to work through is figuring out conversion rates, how to make it happen, UI, UX. Obviously, there's a million one things that have to happen before something goes into a game. Um, but I believe that that's what boosters will be also used for at some point is some sort of crafting, whether it's getting new cards themselves or variants or what have you. Uh, I do believe we'll be using them to craft something at some point. Yeah, I, I, my, I, I, what am I trying to say? I, I'm guessing my personal guess is I don't think it'll be like to unlock a new a card like that card you don't have yet mm-hmm. would be my guess. Um, but I, I definitely could see something like. Okay, you've got those extra hundred, um, you know, Craven boosters or whoever, right? And now you can unlock this variant, right? Yeah. Um, I think that'd be interesting. Now, I'm not saying it will actually be a hundred, right? Um, but I think that'd be interesting. Or you can unlock like a board or a card back or something that's themed around that character. I mean, there's a whole plethora of ideas or options that go. I think that would feel better, right? 
Um, because then it's like, yes, maybe you're not going to upgrade that card, but maybe you can get some other cool cosmetics mm -hmm. that other people don't have. And you can kind of have your unique collection. It's like, yeah, maybe I don't play that card, but I have a cool card back that's based on that character that I like. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I think that could feel relatively good for a user. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll look back on this and say, you heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> Blade, Blade predicted it, but uh, we will see how that uh, that turns out. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I feel relatively good about the season pass structure. I think it's relatively fair. I think you're getting a lot in there. They've, you know, they've made some tweaks. I think they added some more credits into it uh, one pass ago, um, which I think was good. I, I guess taking it at a higher level, kind of like you did. I just honestly, I have felt better since they made the changes to the collection level tracker. <laughs> um, and that, in addition to, like you're saying, things with the season pass and once you get past level 50, I don't know. It, it just feels much better. And I think, unfortunately, with Nexus events, which, you know, we have positive news. They they pulled those out. They're reworking, you know, card acquisition. I think that's good. But with that, I think a lot of people still haven't really talked a lot about how great these changes are, right? And how how much better it feels, just because that was so significantly overshadowed. So I don't think we can talk enough about how, how I think they are moving in the right direction in some of these areas, right? Um, and that's a really positive thing to see. And I think a lot of people, it might are worse even though statistically the collection rate is the same up to a certain point, I think it was either collection level 1,000 or 1,500. 1,500, yep. Even if mathematically it's the same, I can see where psychologically it feels worse when you're expecting a card every 24 nodes and you hit that one unlucky one and you don't get a card that time. I, I can see where that feels worse. But the flip side of that, and I, I think one thing to keep in mind is you move through those first 1,000, 1,500 levels fairly quickly in general. Mm -hmm. A couple yeah. weeks um, of game time. The amount that it improved post-1500 is so exponentially better than it used to be that I think a lot of the people who were maybe didn't love the new change is because they were on that other side. And as they progressed through It'll be a little tough because they won't have the reference of how bad it used to be to see how much better it is. But I still think as they progress into that 1500 range, just the fact that it won't feel that much worse than the lower levels they came from will show that the devs did a good job if it continues to stay that way. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree with you. I think, um, I think it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, this feels like it's in a better spot for longevity and for eventual global release, right? It's one of those things that, um, you know, we thought the old system was fine. A lot of people did, right? But now now that we can kind of see the, the longer term effects of the, the new system, I think, I think it'll be positive. Well, um, turning to uh, our kind of final big topic for today, I love to talk Daredevil. Um, I think Daredevil is such a unique card, uh, such a, unique ability. I mean, we, we haven't seen any other card like this yet, right? So mm -hmm. uh, I'll just kind of read through the, the card stats and, and ability here. So Daredevil is a two cost, two power card. 
Uh, his ability reads, on turn five, you get to see your opponent's plays before you make your own. So just a little extra context. Um, how this works is if he's on the board by turn five, uh, I should say previous to turn five, so by the end of turn four, when turn five uh, starts, your opponent will play their turn, and then they will end their turn once they've played the cards, and then you get to see before those cards are revealed. You get to see what those cards are, and then you get to place your cards uh, on the board for turn five, and then you get to end your turn. And then the, and then the turn would resolve as normal. Whoever has um, initiative, would, you know, their cards would reveal first, right? So it's not necessarily that your opponent's going to go first because they played their cards first down on that turn, right? You could potentially still go first. But it really opens up a lot of opportunities for you to kind of make a swing or power play uh, turn five, right? Kind of leading into the end of the game. So, Blade, general thoughts. What do you think about uh, Daredevil? Um, yeah. Are you excited about this card? Have you started using it? I have messed around with it a bit. I think it's one of those cards that at a base level, even if you're not an experienced player or you're not very good yet, it's a super cool card that I think a lot of people will run no matter what. And then it's one of those cards that I feel like the better of a player gets this card, the stronger this card is. Just the amount of things that get enabled with that amount of information you receive uh, previous your turn five is just insane. Whether it's setting up a Professor X, um, you may be see your opponent laying down a powerful on-reveal card and you have initiative and now you know where to slap down your Cosmo. Um, just so many avenues. And even if it's not a direct counter or a disruption, just the amount of information you're receiving up front previous to turn five, which is arguably one of the most important... I know there's only six turns in the game, so every turn is very important, but that previous to turn six board, because turn six is like the end-all be-all. So being able to know exactly what my opponent's doing on turn five and then giving myself a chance to put my best opposing play to that on the board for turn five, prepping for my most powerful turn six possible, it's just such a huge card. You get so many advantages in so many different ways. Um, honestly, I could see a lot of really good players, players far better than myself, um, growing to greatly dislike this card or at a minimum being one of those cards that most high level players just slap into their deck because if two daredevils are out, the turn plays as normal. Um, so I, I could see that being a thing with high level players at some point, just because of how valuable that information is. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, they did a little um, video, Ben Bro put out a little video about, Hey, the new season pass, Daredevil is a card. And they talk about things. I, you know, I, I'd seen the text for Daredevil before, but until some, sometimes I need somebody else to give me a little nudge and give me some of these ideas. And I'm like, Oh, Oh my, I did not think of that. Right. But like playing with the Guardians of the Galaxy cards where you mm -hmm. can like kind of guarantee that you're going to get those boosts, saving some of those for the end of the game to give you that extra power on the board. I mean, they suggest Dr. X or Professor Dr. X. Wow. Mm -hmm. Professor X, uh, you know, locking up a lane that your opponent's not playing into, et cetera. That's already happened to me today, <laughs> at least <laughs> twice. Um, so I just think it, it's so powerful. Um, you know, I, I think, like you say, I, I could honestly see this. It's not really a card. I mean, I guess you could have this be a build-around card. You could say, okay, I'm going to go hard into Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm going to have my Gamora, my Groot, my Drax, right? And I'm going to play, you know, try to slap down one to 
one to three of these, depending on, you know, which costs, um, I guess it'd be probably one to two of mm -hmm. them on, on turn five and get those extra boosts of power. I don't know how powerful that is, right? Probably not the most powerful, but you could try to build a quote unquote daredevil build around deck. But I think it's more like you say, I think it'll just be a good, um, a good card when you're kind of like you're building a deck, you have 10 or 11 cards already picked out. This could easily slot into a lot of decks of just a tech card to kind of, uh, give you a little bit of extra edge, a little bit of, uh, you know, foresight, additional strategy, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think, I think this is a very unique card. Um, I mean, similar to, uh, different, but similar to how wave, you know, unlock just a, a lot of different combos and, mm -hmm. and things like that. I think this card does that, uh, as well. Um, Thor, I think was a little less like that, right? Um, Thor in my mind is still kind of a middle to low card. Uh, mm -hmm. You may disagree with that, but I think Daredevil is kind of more on the on the side of Wave as being kind of a season pass card that really unlocks a lot of possibilities. And the the other awesome thing is like Wave unlocked some play styles that were previously impossible, and that was awesome. Daredevil is, and I I, I don't want to speak too soon, so maybe he winds up being you know too powerful, or the information you receive is too powerful. But Daredevil, in terms of pure design space. It is one of those cards that power level increases with the skill of its user. Mm -hmm. And as a fan of, you know, game design and card design and card games, those are some of my favorite cards. Just the better you are, the better you play with the card, the better that card is. Uh, I think that's just an incredible, like, space that they nailed with this card. Yeah, 100%. So, again, I mean, the season just started uh, uh, this week. And so, you know, not everybody's bought the season pass yet. Some people, you know aren't able to or won't buy the season pass till later. So, uh, you know, just like with Wave and Thor, I don't think we're going to see like a ton of, you know, not everybody's going to be using them day one. Uh, but as the next couple of weeks go on, I think we'll start to see how people are really using uh, Daredevil. And uh, I think we'll we'll start to see a lot of cool uh, deck builds that we'll all want to try out. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's the new season pass. Those are our thoughts. Um, Blade, I kind of want to just get your general thoughts. I mean, you know, quick one minute, but, you know, uh, we've talked a lot of things that you feel good about, but just where are you feeling positivity-wise, uh, confidence-wise with Second Dinner, the game, where it's at right now, and, and the direction you feel like they're going in the future? Do you feel like they're taking the right feedback, they're they're making the right decisions? What What's your general feeling right now? I mean, honestly, if anything, I, I think people would attest that I'm probably too optimistic. Uh, <laughs> when the next event kind of scenario went down, even day one, I was just kind of like, listen, guys, like, chill. Like, this is going to get changed within the week. Um, it'll be changed before Nexus event. Like, Second Dinner has shown me nothing. I'm not going to say they're a perfect dev team. Obviously, they've missed with that. They're going to miss with more things. But between their communication, every balance change so far, even the ones I haven't agreed with have been, I, I at least can agree with and see their philosophy of why they made changes. Just every decision they've made so far has been in lockstep with what I'm hoping to see from a development team. Um, so even coming into that whole scenario, they had already built up a lot of trust um, with me. So that's why I was confident that things would go well. And then their response to player feedback was above and beyond anything I've ever expected from a game company, to be honest. Um, even just, they could have stopped after saying like, listen, Nexus events were a mistake or they're gonna go away. We'll do something new in the future. That would have already been better than most game companies. 
but then to go ahead and promise everyone the card and a refund of their gold is just a level beyond that that I've ever seen from a game company. So I've only become more optimistic in the last few weeks. Awesome. Awesome. Great to hear that. And um, I think a lot of people feel the same way. I think we've, we've had our darkest moment thus far as far as the community. Um, but I think we've, uh, I almost feel like we're at a higher point than we were before that darkest moment. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Yeah, we've dipped, but we've, I feel that we're at a higher trajectory than we were before. So that feels, that feels really good. Well, to close things out, Blade, again, thank you so much for being here. I'd be remiss if I didn't give you a chance. Just once again, tell the listeners, what's the best way to follow you? What's the best way to consume the great uh, Marvel Snap content that you are creating? Yeah, um, I am at I am Blade on Twitter. I'm kind of in all of the Snap discords on YouTube. It's just my channel is Blade. Messing around, it's trying out some new content, trying to have some fun. Um, yeah, thank you very much, very much for having me. It was another great time. Yeah. No, and everybody make sure to go follow Blade. Uh, he's putting out some great videos, some great content. And he's, you know, he's spinning uh, up some great ideas uh, that are kind of unique and maybe not what some other people are doing. So listeners, as always, thank you for listening. I uh, just want to give a kind of a call to action, a shout out here. Make sure to, uh, um, as mentioned uh, in the ad and in the description of the episode, make sure to go check out Marvel Snap Zone. Um, they are the sponsor uh, of this of this show. And they're doing some great work, creating a great website, a great database to use. Uh, make sure that you join their Discord. If you haven't, uh, their Discord is the Marvel Snap Zones Dex community. Uh, you can find it on their website at marvelsnapzone.com. And that is a great, uh, a great resource for deck building, etc. A lot of great discussion going on in that Discord. And they are actually offering content creator uh, programs. So if you're a content creator and you're looking for partnership deals, etc., make sure you reach out to them. They're accepting signups right now. And last thought uh, for Marvel Snap Zone, they are, you know, they're publishing video content articles, articles almost every day. So make sure you're following all that content. They do post that on, on the social media. So just follow them wherever you use social media and make sure to consume that great content. Uh, thank you again for listening. Thank you again for always supporting the podcast. And we will catch you in the next episode. Can't Stop Snapping is a podcast written, recorded, produced, and hosted by Michael Thurman. Thanks for listening.